0: All right, enough of that, enough of that, enough of that. Welcome, Geek Vibes Nation, to an all-new episode of Geeks Against the Grain. Uh, This week, we will be debating Star Wars The Last Jedi, possibly one of the most loved and hated Star Wars movies of all time. Um, Let me just knock off all the nonsense and get right into introducing our panelists. Let's start with Nick. What's going on, Nick?
1: What up man? I'm ready to defend this movie. Um I love this movie and we got a couple of people who hate the movie. I love it. I know you like it. Um but uh but yeah. Um by the way, um I feel like it would be um apropos, if you will, um if if everybody else can run them off as easy as I can, um just how you rate uh the episodic uh movies just really quick. Um so for me, it's Empire, New Hope, Last Jedi, uh, Return of the Jedi, uh, Episode One, Two, and Three, uh, in that order, and I'm forgetting. Uh, the Force Awakens would be just before Episode One.
0: All right, fair enough. Um, excuse me. Next, I'm gonna introduce Mike. Mike, introduce yourself, and then go ahead and, and rattle off your uh,
2: your lineup.
3: There are two types of people in this world, those who hated The Last Jedi and those that are filthy, filthy liars. Uh, I go Empire, Empire, A New Hope, Return of the Jedi, Rogue One, Solo, Force Awakens, Episode 3, Episode 1, The Last Jedi, and then Attack of the Clones, because that movie should definitely not exist.
0: I I want to disagree with Attack, on the, attack of the Clones, whatever it's called, but I can't. Um, that was bad. Um, but, Ryan, uh what what's what's going on, buddy? Uh you know, make your introduction and then give us your uh your list.
2: Damn it, you guys started confusing the hell out of me with all these lists. Oh my god, I kept trying to keep up with you. Oh my like, holy shit. But anyway, yeah, screw the last Jedi when we're Star Wars movie, but in my order, I wanna do six, seven, eight. Then I'd go with um dude, I'm doing this in like the back of my head right now. I would do Force Awakens. Then Solo, not Solo, Rogue One, uh, episode three, episode one, Solo, The Last Jedi, and then episode two, Clone Wars, because fuck that movie. <laughs> at least we can agree on this. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, th- right. I think we're uh, going to have a good agreement with this. Let's...
0: Well, all right. Uh, that experiment worked, Nick. I think we we're super clear on where everyone's staying. Um, and at least Ryan and, and Mike were very consistent. Um, All right. Let's get right into it. Uh, I'm going to start with uh, Mike. I'm going to start with you. I know you were not a fan of The Last Jedi. Um, So I want you to give me what was one of the the biggest things that that stood out to you that you were not a fan of uh, when it came to The
1: Last Jedi?
3: Just one. Oh, boy. Uh, I guess I would have to go go with my most glaring one. Just my most glaring one is you, uh, you took maybe the most popular pop culture character ever in Luke Skywalker and completely did character assassination on him. Uh, so much so that even the actor who played them uh, was pretty much doing that until Disney read the riot act. And he said, oh, OK, I better I better calm down with all this. And so really that what you want, believe it or if you don't. Uh, but, yeah, I think the fact that even when I showed my six year old child this movie and I didn't tell him anything about it and when it was over, he said, I didn't like what they did with Luke. To me, that said, okay, this is a big thing. So that's what I'm rolling with.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, it, it's a fair point, uh, Tharda, and we do know Mark Hamill has, has publicly said he's not a fan of the route they chose to take for Luke. But nothing you can really do about it, man. You signed on and you got to act out the role. So it's like you might as well, like, retract what you said because it's, it's only fueling the negativity um, that some people feel towards the movie. And if you're Disney, there's definitely no way you want that. So I would somewhat believe that Disney kind of told him like, really in a little bit, dude. Um, but, Nick, I- I'm going to go to you. Uh, your response to to Mike's, uh, Mike's response about Luke Skywalker uh, and how that role turned out, and then you can kind of go into one of the biggest things that you enjoyed
1: about The Last Jedi. Well, I mean, I'll just stick to that. I mean, like, cause I actually enjoyed that. So I'll, I'll just use my retort to, you know, roll, roll with it. Um, like, here's the thing. I understand why people don't like their childhood hero um, being, uh, y- you know, uh, seen through that lens. Like, I get it. Like he, he is the end all be all of heroes and, And everything else. But there's a reason why people say, hey, never meet your heroes. Um, There's a reason why that's a thing in real life. And the thing is with Luke Skywalker, if you really break it down, if you really look at his life story, at least from what we have seen in the films – so granted, if you want to have the argument of the EU and all of that, that's a completely different argument. Obviously, all of that was taken taken out, and that – could be probably a whole different Geeks Against the Grain topic another day, um, whether that was a good decision or not. Uh, I, I'm sure um, – I'm, I'm pretty sure it probably we're, we, we would more agree on that. Um, but nevertheless, as far as in this movie, you have to think about where Luke Skywalker has come from and what has befallen him. Um, I mean you go back to the you know original trilogy um he lost the only life he had ever known he lost his aunt and uncle who raised him um and then he's thrown into this war that is not of his own you know creation um and then you know furthermore he learns that his father is the most evil person or well, second most evil person in the whole fucking galaxy um you know and then uh you know to top it off when he finally reconnects with his father um and brings him back to the to the light side his father dies and so you never like he never really gets that
2: that closure
1: um he never gets to know his father when he was so fucking close to being able to do that then you fast forward many years from then and his nephew his like probably uh, one of the people that he loved most in the world um, you know, turns to the dark side, and he couldn't prevent it. He couldn't stop it. So, like it, 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 the the storyline that they set up. Now, I, I I totally feel you if if you don't like it, but like the storyline that they set up, it makes so much sense that Luke became the way that he did. Um, and I think it was great for uh his character um in the movie, but also you know his redemption story. Like his redemption story within the movie was a huge part of that story. And I think it, it, it really speaks to the fact that, you know, characters, um, it, it, they're, if nothing else, um, you, you, you know, you, you want to see these characters battle through um, some, some various pitfalls. And to see Luke Skywalker starting at such a low point after the last time we saw him in Jedi. Um, and then coming back from that, I thought it was amazing. I loved it. I thought it was really cool, and I thought the explanation of it made perfect sense to me.
0: Yeah, I, I will say the, the Luke Skywalker thing is has always been an on-the-fence thing for me, only for the sense of, uh, I believe, uh, what was the name of the director that originally, uh, Nick, that originally was supposed to direct uh, that, that movie that, that backed out? Colin Chavarro? Colin Chavarro, yeah. yeah. Um, I had heard that there was like, that the there was a scene, a rumored scene in that script of Luke and Ray versus the Knights of Ren on like this beach um, and then just like an epic all-out battle. So the idea that I could never see that um, I think is what upset me about Luke dying. But his story in that movie, I, I was okay with. I mean, I walked into that movie just wanting to know why he isolated himself um, from the world. So once I found that out, I was just like at peace with the character. Um, So, I mean, it didn't really bother me that much. I think what bothered me the most was like the idea of that epic scene that we could have gotten, that we could have even gotten in Abrams' movie, um, that no longer is possible uh, with that character Um, And I just thought the scene at the end with him, like, looking super badass just wasn't really the Luke Skywalker moment I wanted. Um, And that's why I think I was mainly disappointed uh, somewhat with uh, the idea of him dying. But, like I said, I understand it. So, like you said, Nick, you understand people, like, that maybe didn't like it, but the, the reason behind it is something I can get behind. So, that's why I didn't hate it. But that's just me. Um, Ryan, I'll go over to you, man. Uh, if you wanted to respond to anything that um, excuse me, Nick or Mike was uh, talking about in reference to Luke, um, you have that, that opportunity. But I also want you to go into uh, one of the things that you did not like from The Last Jedi.
2: All right, so I'm not really going to touch on the Luke Skywalker stuff so much since she has pretty much did a pretty good job at describing everything, especially with the problems and the non-problems. But um, I'm going to jump to a really weird thing that I found. So we all know in The Force Awakens, Kylo Ren killed Han Solo, which is his father. And in this movie, they almost recreated that scene, but with his mother, Leia. So he kills his mother, Leia, and then all of a sudden, I'm, I'm sitting in the theater. I'm like, holy shit, I thought they said they weren't going to kill her so she can come back for the next episode. And I'm sitting there. I'm just like, wait a second. Is, is she moving her eyes? And then she starts getting pulled back into the, the ship. And I'm just like, wait, 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 wait. Are they really pulling this move with us right now? And they took a very emotional moment of him killing, his, of Kyler killing his parents. And then they somehow just nudge that the Force can bring you back to life all of a sudden. Because last time I checked, I don't care how powerful of a um, Jedi you are, you cannot breathe in space. You, you freeze instantly in space, which they showed her freezing, and then the Force pulls her back and resurrects her and then never fully explains it. All you do is see her getting pulled back to the ship, and they never explain it, she awakens for like a quick second, then she goes into a coma, whatever the hell it was for the rest of the movie. But they took these really emotional moments showing Kylo Ren actually wanting to kill his parents because he didn't love them, and then they just completely retract the second death, like, oh, no, it's just a joke, bro. We're we're not actually doing this. Because we, we know we, we pulled with the heartstrings in the first movie. We killed Han Solo. And we, we made you think we killed Leia, but no, 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 it was just a joke, bro. It added nothing to the story, it, the only thing it added was to give um, Poe this weird like, oh my god, I feel so bad, I did this, and I really didn't like it. I didn't understand it, and I it felt so out of place for me, honestly, because I still they never explained how the force can just automatically bring you back to life. Now, if the force could bring you back to life, how, why why the fuck wasn't many other Jedis doing this way before, in different movies or. It, it makes absolutely no sense. I, I just hate that fact so much. And, yes, I guess you can say that they could have switched it. I personally feel like they should have switched it because of the Carrie Fisher death. And then people are going to say, like, oh, that's insensitive because she died later on. And then her character died. I feel like they that would have been a great end. I wouldn't say a great end. But I, I feel like it'd be a well-fitting end because it shows the characteristics and the development and growth of Kylo Ren. And then the, they just retracted it. And it bothers me because I actually had like, oh shit, they actually killed her. I felt, I felt for him because you saw the hesitation in his eyes that he didn't want to blow it up, but he still did it under the Dark Side Force or the New Republic or whatever the hell they're called in this new trilogy. And then they just completely undo it for no reason just because they feel like she needs to be in the next movie. And I didn't appreciate it, pretty much. Alright, fair
0: enough. Um, Nick, uh, before I I go into my response, uh, I'll kick it to you. Did did you have anything you wanted to to add about Ryan's pick?
1: Yeah, uh, a lot of things. Uh, One, Kyler didn't shoot the shit. He froze, and then the other fighter shot the shit. So, there's that it's just you know as far as like just what happened um but I mean also like but a couple things here one like if if like she didn't she didn't come back to life but even if she had um like we 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 have a Sith Lord in Darth Plagueis the Wise who can influence midichlorians to make life so they have like set that up but that's not what happened anyway Like, you can survive in the vacuum of space. Um, You won't freeze immediately. That's a myth. And and even if that wasn't the case, again, like, this is a universe that has been set up that obviously does not um, adhere to the laws of physics that we know them to be. You have ships flying and shooting lasers in space with the noise being heard. Um, That doesn't happen. So, like, anything in that regard – It's to me kind of null and void. But even in this particular case, like she, she, like you won't immediately freeze to death. You can't breathe in space. But she was only out there for a while. So the one thing that I could give uh, Ryan on this one is it was jarring. Like it looked weird. Um, The way that it was shot uh, was was a little weird. Um, it, it, less weird. The more times that I watched it, the first time I watched it, I was like, "Wow, that's really weird." The whole Mary Poppins thing, um, that you know, people started throwing out there and all that. Um, But as far as like the majority of the argument, um, I, I don't feel like most of that holds up.
0: Well, I, what I took from that scene to kind of be on the fence here with with, with my response. Um. I thought it was I thought it was the, Ryan Johnson's way of getting that out of the way early. Um so there was no suspense of man is Kylo gonna gonna kill his mom in the trailer it looked like this was the moment kind of just seemed like he was like I'm going to get this out of the way now. Um Star Wars somewhat has done that with with a few of their movies recently uh and the idea of misdirection we've seen it done in Marvel like a billion times. They love misdirection. They love Thinking together two scenes that aren't connected um, or two scenes that may be somewhat connected, but the feeling isn't uh, what you'll really get when you're sitting down watching it um, and kind of swerve you a little bit. Uh, I thought it was weird only because I thought the purpose of him killing his parents was to, was to cut all ties um, to anything that's good in him. Uh, so I was kind of hoping for that to be his, his villain moment. Um, I was more so shocked with how early it came. Like That was, I believe, like the first 10, 15, maybe 20 minutes of the movie I felt like. Um, I could be wrong there. Um, I was just really shocked on how early it was. But the whole idea of her using the Force to kind of come back to the ship, the only issue I had with that was like I felt as though if you weren't a diehard Star Wars fan, I don't think you would have known that Leia had access um to the force. I-, I don't recall if that was ever mentioned in the original uh the original trilogy.
1: We know I uh, no. well, of who her Go ahead, I'm sorry. Well, I mean it wasn't it wasn't directly mentioned, but like she could sense and feel things, but like actual like knowledge of how to utilize the force, no, that was never established in, in right. the in the trilogy original trilogy. Right.
0: So, I mean, if you're a Star Wars fan, you can kind of obviously go, well, duh, Anakin was her father. So, it makes sense that she has uh, a semblance of the Force. Um, but we've never seen her utilize it, talk about wanting to to learn how to utilize it. So, to just see it in, like, the most uh, tense moment as as a viewer was kind of just a little weird. It was just like, nothing really set this up. Like, I, I didn't know she could use the Force. Um, so that was my bother with it. But, again, I didn't hate it. Like, I, I somewhat understood what Ryan Johnson was trying to set up there. He was trying to set up so many different things with Poe, with Kylo, also with um, with Leia kind of seeing, like, there's nothing left of the son that she knew. Um, if he was willing to kill his father, willing to kill her,
1: there is no symbol of the son that she remembers. Go ahead, but he wasn 't willing to kill her because he wasn 't the one who shot the ship like he froze now i don 't know maybe he would have shot the ship maybe he wouldn't I, it, who knows but he wasn't the one who shot the ship and as far as like um say the, let's say the manifestation of the of the her using the force in that and that um, scene, to me it would be like how like you know a, 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 a tiny mother can lift a car in great moments of stress to save her child. You know, like, um, like that's that was that would be how I would best aptly describe what was happening there, Um, as far as how she could, um, you know, basically reach down inside of herself and and muster up some amount of ability to um, utilize the force in that in that scenario.
0: No, I mean that does make sense. Excuse me, my biggest issue is knowing that a large part portion, sorry, a large portion of the galaxy cannot access any ability. Like, even if a child was stuck under a, a starship or something, they can't just access the ability to use the Force. Um, so, again, I'm not thinking, because, again, I never read the books or anything. I've only seen the cartoons in the movies. So that's as large as my, my Star Wars knowledge is. So i got to get
1: think, you a list I'm, of books to read, man, because <laughs> there's some I'll fucking gladly good read them. ones.
0: I'll gladly read them. Um, but my my main mindset was, as someone who isn't deep into the Star Wars mythology, I'm just like, nothing ever set up her being able to do it. So me, as someone on the outside looking in, I was just kind of like, all right, I guess, because like, Anakin was her father, so she has the ability to, I, I guess, like I guess that makes sense. Um, So that was kind of where I was, leaning in the idea of it um, but I talked so much about <laughs> that conversation uh, Ryan's <laughs> pick I didn't even make mine let me very quickly make mine so we can move on um, one of the biggest things that I enjoyed about the film um, <laughs> and this took a long time and like maybe eight conversations with Joelle, um, was the using of Snoke um, it was after getting myself to realize Snoke See, even though to me, I always feel like Abrams did have something planned for Snoke. Um, Ryan Johnson went of I, I, I kind of feel like he did because it was so, it was so so much mystery around the character. Um, I kind of felt like he was going to shine a little bit onto what some of that mystery was. Um, we'll never know. We'll, we'll never know. We're, we're speculating here. Um, Ryan Johnson just kind of made him a, a throwaway character. Um, And it took a while for me to to become okay with that uh, because I wanted to see more from Snoke. I wanted to see a Snoke-Luke face-off to see if Luke maybe knew something about Snoke from uh, the old tellings of the Jedi. Maybe someone had mentioned Snoke Um, just to kind of see how, how far and how deep Snoke's character and story went throughout the mythology of Star Wars. Like it was, was he someone that was rising through the ranks, and then once there was a vacuum of power to be filled, he stepped in. Um, there were just so many questions I had that seemingly in this trilogy won't be answered. Um, but after rewatching that that uh, throne room scene, it was just I loved what they did with Kylo. I loved to where um, they took a moment where I know some of the audience was like oh, my God, is Kylo, like, redeeming himself? Is he going to become, like, a good guy and, and, and help Ray? Like, it was like, no, like, it's a redemption somewhat, but not for me to become a good guy. It's for me to just become my own man. Like, I don't need someone above me telling me what to do. I know how to rule. Um, I'm super powerful. <laughs> like, I just, I, I don't need a leash on uh, to do my job. And I love how freeing that scene was for Kylo, um and then just purely how how infatuated he had seemed with Ray um and how he was willing to risk everything for the idea of Ray to join him uh I thought it was truly a special moment and I thought the action in that scene was was pretty cool a few visual effects in that scene I was just kind of like yeah I'm a little lazy with it Ryan but um <laughs> I did truly enjoy that that throne room scene, uh, especially with the the storyline between Kylo and Snoke and Kylo freeing himself from Snoke. All right, um, so I'll pass it to you, uh, Mike, if you had a response to my pick. If not, you can go right into another thing that you strongly dislike of The Last Jedi.
3: I'll touch on the up, Leia right? stuff for a second. The uh, the whole space Jesus thing that's been overdone to the point that there's really nothing else I can add that hasn't been out there all over the place. So just for the sake of moving on, uh, I'll just say that as far as Leia having a Force ability, uh, I'm I'm sure it's easy for everyone here to forget that they did confirm this in the Force Awakens because you know Ryan Johnson forgot everything that happened in the Force Awakens or he just didn't care. <laughs> uh, when Han was killed, you could see that she sensed it, so I think that was the confirmation that she did have Force ability to a point.
1: Yeah, they established that. Uh, not like.
3: Not like super duper. You know, um, I don't want to get into really EU stuff here, um, because Jawan needs to read those books, and I'm not going to spoil anything for him. <laughs> uh, I guess my biggest thing uh, with the Snoke is the same thing. It's just I feel like everything that JJ built up in uh, the Force Awakens, they just completely just tried so hard to do the opposite of what the internet was expecting, that they just did it for you know just for the sake of it, and I felt like that really hurt it in the long run. But my biggest complaint with this movie is is still just the treatment of legacy characters. And I mean, this goes back to Force Awakens, too. I was completely fine with this being a next generation. The old guard is there to pass the torch to the new generation. I was on board with that. I liked the new setup of of Finn, Rey, and Poe. I was all for it. But making Han a deadbeat dad, my favorite Star Wars character ever, Han Solo was a deadbeat dad in that movie, basically. And making Luke a grumpy old curmudgeon drinking titty milk on the beach. I don't even know what the hell is going on here. But it was the Space Jesus lay part where I really was like, OK, there's something going on here that I don't like. And I think that's where the movie started to turn for me. By the time we got to the throne room scene, which, by the way, has some of the worst choreography for a lightsaber scene I've ever seen. I don't know why people just act like it's so amazing. You can actually see like guys completely like just standing there waiting because um, Daisy Ridley is missing her cues. But, hey, that's that's beyond the point. It just feels like they just said, hey, everything that was set up, we don't care. We're going to do our own thing. And I think this is where it suffers that they didn't have a plan for a beginning, middle, and end for this. They said, we're going to be like the Marvel movies, and we're just going to say, here's where we're going to end and just let the the person kind of go with it. And when you bring up the Marvel movies, then you talk about, oh, let's talk about the humor in this movie. It opens with Poe making a Verizon joke. Are you you kidding me? The humor in this is so bad and so cringy that I don't understand why do you want to be a Marvel movie? You want – everything else to be like star Wars. Don't, don't try to be like a Marvel movie. I, it's it's just all over the place, man. I'm going to, I'm going to kind of halt there or I'll just run down the whole laundry list, but uh, the legacy characters and the misappropriation of the, the humor here is just absolutely awful.
0: I, I, I will say right before I pass it to you, Nick, for, for your response and then for you to go into uh, what else you enjoyed. I will say now that you've mentioned it, I can't really spotlight the humor in that movie like going over it in my head after seeing it I think the other day I, I watched it I can't really remember anything that was like overly funny maybe kicking down the door maybe I thought it was like really funny um I thought the Luke drinking like titty milk was like really strange but I guess it was supposed to be funny it was just really weird to see um uh, didn't expect to see it in the Star Wars movie um, but yeah, I mean, the humor, I can't remember any of it. So maybe it was because I didn't find much of it funny. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't even think about that. So I don't really want to be agreeing with you because you didn't like the movie, but I can't remember any like very humorous moments that I enjoyed. Um, so yeah, that's really weird. I'm gonna have to watch it again now to see if I can point out the humor. Um, but Nick,
3: sorry uh, about that. Jeez.
0: yeah. <laughs> Your response to Mike's pick um, on, on what else he didn't enjoy, and then for you to go into uh, what you what else you did enjoy.
1: Well, I mean, I I don't think we need to. I, we've talked about the the whole legacy characters thing enough. I think um, as far as the um, well, first of all, it's just milk, guys. You don't have to call it titty milk. I mean, milk comes from a place. It comes from a teat. Like we could just call it milk. Um uh, green milk, if you'd like. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, well, first of all, here I I will say too, I really really liked uh, the the um, the Snoke scene, uh, Snoke's death. Um, the, the Emperor never had a backstory in the original trilogy, um, so like anybody who like is so clamoring for Snoke to have some immense backstory for him to be Plagueis or anything else, like I just I don't. I understand you wanting it. I don't understand what the the, the I, maybe I understand the disappointment, but like the the hatred it's it's just it's baffling to me. It's like dude, I don't even think they ever referred to um the Emperor as Palpatine in the original trilogy. I could be wrong about that, but I think they just called him the emperor um, so like talk about a story, a guy who doesn't really have a backstory he's Literally just the evil dude in the background um who doesn't even have a fucking name uh every all of the you know setup for how he got there and, and who he is came after that um and and the, they may have called him Emperor Palpatine like once but they definitely never called him chief um but anyway uh yeah I mean the, the I, I guess my biggest uh remind me, I'm sorry, what was what was the um you had two points there, uh Mike I'm the humor sorry. also Nick. But, I didn't care the for humor. them attempting yes, marvel yes, thank humor. You, thank you, thank you, thank you. The humor. Um yeah, I understand that um from the context of it it's different. Like it's different than the original trilogy. and it's different from the prequel trilogy. Um I, I remember like a lot of people having that same complaint when the prequel trilogy came out because the humor was different. Like it was, it didn't feel right. It didn't feel like Star Wars, um, and I I would say you do have a leg to stand on there. It didn't bother me because that's just the way movies are now. It's definitely got that Marvel feel, um, so I get that. Um, it just didn't bug me. Um, like it, it, I actually feel like the humor in the Last Jedi was kind of toned down a little bit from the humor that was in the Force Awakens. Um, I felt like there was more of that Marvel humor in the Force Awakens. Um, but it, it, you know, I, I, I'll say like a, as far as some of the things that you know stuck out to me, I I don't necessarily I think the 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 whole milk scene. I mean, that was just. I don't necessarily think that was thrown in there for humor. Um, and maybe it was, maybe, you know, I, I could be misreading it. No, I didn't, I didn't necessarily think it was, it was funny. It was kind of weird, but Star Wars is kind of weird. So it made sense on that sort of level. And we all know Luke loves blue milk. So why not have him drink green milk? It's like, it's, to me, it was an Easter egg that, you know, is kind of latched onto um, a little too much, Um I will say like the 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 whole Poe part at the beginning that is definitely played for humor. Um I didn't mind it. Um I actually kind of thought it was funny. Uh, you know, just just kind of the way that that he set it all up um it it didn't bother me whatsoever it, it it's fitting with Poe's character being the snarky um you know, kind of uh, character, uh, it, it, it worked for me uh, in that regard. So that didn't bother me. Um, the Another big moment that I know a lot of people point out is like Luke throwing the lightsaber over his shoulder, which definitely played for laughs in the theater when I saw it on uh, opening night. It's not as humorous. Um, like it, 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 it doesn't play for humor as much when you rewatch the movie. Um, and honestly, with the way that they have set up his character, which, you know, I, I understand if you don't like, but being that it is that way, that's exactly how I would expect him to respond to being handed a lightsaber. This is not, um, this is not prequel land where it's like, this weapon is your life. Like, no, like he's so beyond that. He's just like, fuck this. I don't, I don't fucking need this. Who the fuck are you? Like, what, what are you doing on my Island? Um, like, so like I, the, the humor aspect just doesn't bother me. Like, I, I understand why you maybe wouldn't prefer it in a Star Wars movie, but I, I think you just have to understand that, like, the the baseline humor for movies evolves over time, which is why each specific trilogy has kind of their own brand of humor. <clears throat>
0: yeah, no, I mean, I, I completely see where you're coming from. The The humor, like I said, didn't necessarily bother me. I just couldn't like when Mike brought it up I thought to myself like did I did I find anything really humorous in this movie and I couldn't remember any um so it wasn't a, a point of it it bothered me cuz it really did it was so like you know not important I didn't even remember I couldn't even remember some of the the, the humorous things I will say well, that, there's not a lot was, of it there isn't. There isn't. Like, there's way but, more of it in The Force Awakens. I kind of felt like The Force Awakens, like, it worked. Like, a lot of I, – I, I spoke to a few people. I mean, I say a lot of people. A few people who didn't really buy that, that humor uh, with Kylo and Poe uh, in that first scene. I loved it because it was so tense in that in that scene. It was like it's perfect that he brought humor to it. It was like, do, do I say something? Do you say something? Like, I, just, I <laughs> yeah. thought that was hilarious. Like, I love that. Um, but with, with the last Jedi, like I said, I can't remember any. So like, if you point them out to me, I probably wouldn't laugh. Cause like, if I can't remember, it probably wasn't really that funny.
1: I mean, um, honestly, the biggest one that I can recall is, is, you know, the, the one mentioned that, you know, with Poe, um, you know, flying in and, and, you know, talking to Hux, like that's probably the most humorous, um, part in the movie, at least that I can recall.
0: Definitely. I feel like Ryan Johnson was going for a darker feel for this movie. So, humor obviously is something that you don't really want to harp on that, that often. Um, so, I, I can completely get that there's not much humor in it. Um, but the scenes that were supposed to be humorous, um, I'm saying
1: I couldn't really remember.
0: Um, but, Nick, did you have anything else you wanted to add before I uh, move on to Ryan? No,
1: let's move this thing along.
0: All right, man. All right, Ryan. Um, give us another one of your dislikes from Star Wars: The Last Jedi.
2: Um, one of my, this was like my biggest dislike from the movie was the pointless sin, and I don't even remember what that Asian girl's name was. Honestly, not, be, not, not because not or because <laughs> Rose, but because I just didn't give a crap about the character. They didn't. There was nothing to that character. Honestly, when they first introduced her, when Finn was trying to get off the ship, I thought she was kind of annoying. And I thought, okay, okay, maybe she'll grow on me, because it's like a two-hour and 40-minute movie. There's definitely times she can grow on me. And I saw where they were going, and I'm just like, okay, I'm digging this Las Vegas aspect. I get why they're going. And then it just comes all crashing down towards the, the third part. Because I don't know if you guys remember this, but after The Force Awakens, they promised that... Captain Phasma would be in The Last Jedi so much more than she was in The Force Awakens. And she was in The Last Jedi as much as she was in The Force Awakens. The choreography in the fight wasn't that great. Um, it was beautiful. Don't get me wrong. Like, visually, the movie is beautiful. The fights are beautiful. But the choreography was shit. The whole Benicio Del Toro plot line, where him screwing them over, I saw that coming from a mile away. Now, that might be because it's Benicio Del Toro, and we all know, like, the type of guy he plays. He always plays, like, this Knieving type of guy. That might be a reason, but they invested so much of the movie, too, into this plot line that I didn't buy it. And when they finally got to the end, they didn't, they didn't succeed in anything. They just got captured, and then they just got saved by the bell, pretty much, at the end. And their, their relationship between Rose and Finn, it just wasn't working with me. They were trying to get, like you guys were saying, with comedy. They were trying to feed off comedy because she was quite annoying, and he found her quite annoying too. And they said he use up for comedy, but it was not funny. It, it was kind of awkward to me. And, and when you push to the end of the movie, when Finn's going to quote-unquote sacrifice himself, when we all knew that was going to gonna happen because he, he's part of the, the main three because he's just not going to die. I was like, she's not going to die. It's whatever. And then, what do you know? Rose comes in, swoops him out of the big beam of Jesus himself. And she's like, oh, oh my God. Why were you going to do that, you silly little bear? And then they have that nice romantic kiss. And I just wasn't buying it. I'm just like, so you're trying to tell me that this little relationship happened because they got caught and they went on this little Las Vegas adventure? To find a Benicio del Toro type of guy that inevitably screwed them over, they got saved by the bell, and then I don't know how Finn held himself against Captain Phasma. I really don't. It makes honest to God no sense. It is, she's a lieutenant. She is trained, and Finn is a regular boom 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 regular. Um, I can't stormtrooper. He he. I I I don't get it. It makes absolutely no sense. Um. I'm not going to be on their ass so much about them lying about the whole Captain Basma thing because that's just me. But don't go out and publicly say a character's going to be in this movie a lot more when she was going to be in it just as much or maybe a minute or so longer. And if I remember correctly, someone correct me if I'm wrong, but it seemed like they killed her, but she fell into a big, fiery pit, if I remember. I've only seen the movie twice, and I stay away from it, but I, I feel like that's how the fight ended, if I remember correctly, that he pushed her into a pit of fire or something. Um, she probably didn't die, for all I know, Star Wars. Goddamn, she's going to come back for a third movie. For a third movie, maybe. But, um, the storyline was kind of dumb, made no sense, and in the end, it did nothing for the movie except just, um, make the movie longer. I feel like that's why they made this movie. Uh, well, this plotline. Because they couldn't find Finn, one of the main three, to fit in this movie anywhere, so it was like, you know what, fuck it, let's make Three different storylines going on at the same time. Uh, Finn and Rose going to find whoever for whatever it was, and then they never get captured. Ho and whoever that new captain was, because I didn't give a crap about her either. She was very off for some reason. That storyline going up in space, and they got Ray and Luke quote-unquote training and talking about the plot. So you got three different plots going on when they really didn't need three plots going on. This felt like a filler plot. Like something to give another character because they felt they a need to have this character in the movie.
0: Well, I, I'll say this. I think Rose gets way too much hate. Uh, way, 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 way. Oh, she does, nope. but not my type of character. Um, not my type of character. Mainly because, mainly, main reason I think her character gets a lot of hate, and it's crazy because we once thought Jar Jar Banks was like the most hated character in, oh, just, dude, I know. in all, in All of geekdom. Um, Main reason why I I think she she gets too much hate, Um, and the reason why I say not the character, the actress I think gets too much hate. The character was written for poorly. Um, I I felt like the the character. Yeah, I felt like the the character didn't know, like they didn't know if the character was going to be a throwaway character, if it was going to be a new character. Like it, it felt like they weren't sure what they were doing exactly with Rose. That's why when the love angle happened with her and Finn, I'm just like, did did I miss something? Wasn't Finn just, like, searching an entire galaxy for Rey because he loves her? Like, what so that we're done with that? We're just going to do, like, Rose and, and Finn? That, to me, was a little off. Um, the Phasma stuff, I'll tell you this. The Phasma stuff upsets me a lot more now that um, uh, I was forced to watch Game of Thrones, and now I love it um, because <laughs> I now have seen her more outside of the, the phasma role. And what bothers me the most is, like you said, we were promised more phasma. And that scene, even though visually was, like, really cool to look at, it was just, it was the equivalent to, like, a filler episode. Um, like, it was a filler scene that really didn't really do much, um, didn't really have good enough action. And a character that you were building, I believe it was Abram that said we were going to get a lot more of her um, right before we found out like, oh, Abrams isn't directing the second one. Uh, (laughs) So it's like, we're not going to, you know, he has no say in what we'll be getting from Phasma going forward. Um, To me, like, at least if you're going to do it that short uh, within the fight, have Phasma have like a super dope weapon or like just something that stands out. So like, if you were looking forward to Phasma coming into the movie, you could leave the movie um, saying, you know what, at least she had, like, that really dope moment. And she didn't. Um, and then Benicio Del Toro, it was just kind of like, you guys literally just sold me off of his name but did nothing with him. Um, like, it was just, it seemed like a waste. It, it really did seem like a waste. I didn't even have a proper defense. To <laughs> your <See, a> Phasma <laughs> point, um, to the confusion of Rose, um, or, uh, you know, just, just kind of like, seemed like they didn't really understand what they were trying to do with it. Um, and then the Vegas scene was just like, I don't know what you guys are doing. Like, that to me, if I had, if I had seen that movie, like, if someone had seen that movie before and told me about that scene, I would have easily t- taken a pee break during that entire casino scene. Like, that to <laughs> me was just like, it was, it was a throwaway. It was completely a throwaway. Thank um, you. I, I do want to, before I go to my point, I do want to go to you, Nick, to see if you had a response to this, mainly because my response wasn't a positive one. It was leaning more towards Ryan's uh, dislike for, for those parts. Did any of that, like, bother you, or or do you have, like, a defense for Phasma, um, the love relationship between Rose and Finn, and... Mm-hmm. uh? Uh, Benicio Del Toro's character.
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, Phasma's a throwaway character, just like Boba Fett was in the original trilogy. Boba Fett never did anything fucking cool. The only reason people love Boba Fett is because he looked fucking cool. Um, Now, regardless of whether they said she was going to have a bigger scene in the movie or not have a bigger scene in the movie, she actually did. That scene was a lot longer, but a lot of it hit the cutting room floor. But that's no excuse. She got, you know, we saw what we saw from the movie. Um, but regardless of what they said we were going to get from her, who cares? She's not important. She's not, like, she's not really an important character, just like Boba Fett wasn't an important character. The only reason Boba Fett's cool is because of the EU and because he looked cool. Um, so I, I, don't really care about that. This isn't a story about Captain Phasma. Um, so, yeah, it didn't bother me. Um, as far as DJ's character, uh, as far as the character of DJ, uh, Benicio Del Toro's character, um, I mean he he was he was kind of a uh, a way to get them back to where they needed to be um I mean very much in the same uh same respect a throwaway character um though I do think he he did kind of um hit home um a lot of what the theme of the movie is which I don't feel like people really talk about a whole lot but um you know, that being that, uh, you know, the lines between uh, good and bad are oftentimes blurred. Um, and he really kind of hits that theme home when he's, you know, showing uh, Finn and uh, Rose, like, the fact that, you know, this, this arms dealer is not just dealing to the first order. You I mean, he's also dealing to the resistance. Um, like, he's the highest bidder, Um and, you know, I mean, that's that's kind of, I think, a, a, a interesting parallel with our own world and, um, you know, who maybe governments or people that we think are the good guys aren't maybe always the good guys, even if they have maybe the best of intentions. Um, so I I don't know. I thought um, that scene in particular was an interesting part to this film um, and how it, it kind of expands. Uh, one's uh, sort of ideas on the whole notion of good and evil. Um, and, it, and it was a risk. It was something that Ryan Johnson took um, because, you know, the traditional Star Wars is it's good versus evil. That's what it is. It's good versus evil in space. Um, it's, you know, Flash Gordon, uh, you know, but Lucas couldn't get the rights to Flash Gordon, so he made his own thing. Um and you know so this is this is certainly different it's it's expanding upon that in a um in a way we haven't seen in the movies and so that's that's a risk but I think it was a worthwhile one to take um as far as you know uh rose I don't I ultimately don't have a whole lot of problems with rose I think the scene at the end is pretty uh, <clears throat> you know I I don't think you really can defend it um I think I don't think what they were trying to do was bad. I, I just think the execution of it all was bad because um, you can tear that apart in so many different ways. Like I, like if you if you're gonna crash into Finn's ship to save him, what happens if you just you both die in the crash? Um, like that, that then you you know and then you know they, they still get in and then you're doubly fucked. Um, the kiss is awkward. Um, it, it 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 seems kind of um, you know offputting and misplaced. Um, you know, it's, it's like, uh, at the end of Rogue One, I was so satisfied that they didn't kiss, that they just kind of embrace one another. Um, like, cause they, they didn't, that wasn't set up enough for it to be warranted. Um, and I felt like that was kind of a similar thing there. Um, like, I don't think it was necessarily this, this romantic kiss. Um, but I mean, it was still, it seemed weird. Uh, so like, I'll, I'll, um, concede those two points. But um, the other things, like I, I think we're just fine, in my opinion.
0: Well, to, to the point that you made of uh, Phasma being a throwaway character, I, I don't disagree with you. Boba Fett also was, was a throwaway character. Again, the only reason people really, 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 truly loved him was because how dopey looked.
1: I he think looks like so fucking personal, cool.
0: <laughs> I think my personal issue, and I'll keep this to me, not, not it, uh, not expanding a, across the world, just me. I thought what they showed us in the first movie was like, all right, Captain Phasma seems like she's pretty cool. Um, and then you hear from J.J. Abrams like, oh, we're going to kind of expand upon the character. You'll see more of her. I think to, to me, when he said you'll see more, it wasn't like, oh, instead of just five minutes, she'll be in it for like 20. I thought he meant like, you'll see her doing more. Um, so that's what my hopes were built up upon. And then it was just like, she did nothing again. <laughs> so that was my biggest issue. But I do not disagree with you, Nick, on the semblance of her just being a throwaway character. I get it. I do. But I just wanted to see, like, at least with Fett, like, didn't Fett have, like, that whole flamethrower moment? Like, it, you could at least see him do something, like, pretty cool. Um, I kind of felt like Fett.
1: No. That was Jango. Yeah, that was Django, That Jango. Okay, <clears throat> yeah, Bob okay, never did anything except stand around and fucking talk, and then get eaten by a Sarlacc pit. Um, like, I mean, he literally did fucking nothing.
0: <laughs> I'll say this. I'll say this, and then we'll we'll I'll move on to you, Mike. We really do have to thank, um, what's his name? Uh, the guy that John Favreau for doing The Mandalorian, because like I don't think we would have ever thought those characters like. Live-action-wise, those characters were cool. If we didn't get more people willing to do things like The Mandalorian so we could see these guys do something cool. Um, So who knows? I mean, Nick, you brought this up to me a billion times. Like, now that Disney is doing their own streaming service, their own Star Wars shows, we could get a Snoke story. We could get a Phasma story. We could expand upon these characters. It's just not likely. And I think that's what drives most people crazy, Nick, is that, like, again, this yeah, is but, hindsight, but you've seen so much of of, um, of Palpatine, whether it's cartoons or live right. action. So we're good on that. But the idea yeah, of, we, of maybe never revisiting Snoke because his story really, truly didn't mean anything is where I think a lot of people felt let down.
1: Yeah, and I get it. I mean, I, I feel like, uh, again, they will explore it probably in novelization form. Um but uh but I mean uh well one, uh I, I shouldn't say Boba Fett did nothing because he did uh track the Millennium Falcon uh to Cloud City. So he did do something. Uh so that's that's like the one thing he did. Um but uh <laughs> but no, I, 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 I feel like that's a very important point because I felt that one coming. Um, you know. Uh but uh no I mean I agree with you. They can't exploit these characters. I would expect it to be a novelization form. Um And, you know, God, like, if, if, if this ends up being a DC thing and we get, like, fucking thing after thing after thing after thing that we, like, are just like, okay, cool, yeah, I'll watch that. Before we get Knights of the Old Republic, like, fuck you guys. Like, you're totally missing the fucking mark here. Like, that's well, what we want.
0: I'll say this. Um, after watching Game of Thrones, I am now on episode
1: two of season six.
0: After watching Game of Thrones, the idea that the guys from Game of Thrones are doing a Star Wars movie, if it's anything They're doing but, a trilogy. They're doing a trilogy. Sorry, thank you. Yep. If it's anything but Knights of the Old Republic, because Knights of the Old very Republic could mirror... <laughs> it could mirror Game of Thrones like almost exactly. Um, mm. So if they don't go that route. I don't think I really have any interest in seeing like another original trilogy. Oh well. Trilogy. Um, yeah, I mean, I again, won't
1: watch anything Star Wars, but yeah, I mean, I, I will be disappointed if it's not nice.
0: Again, of the I'll War. say this: I'll leave it. I'll leave it up to like you know when set photos or a trailer comes out, could you know persuade me differently. But if they aren't doing nice of the old Republic, and they're not doing because he's not canon anymore, Star Killer. I'm really losing patience with, with Star Wars at this point because I want Knights of the Old Republic or Starkillin'. But, Mike, um, <laughs> let's move on. Um, give us another big point of uh, The Last Jedi that you just could not enjoy.
3: Well, I gotta to retort to some of the stuff. First, I can't believe I'm on a show with all this Boba Fett slander. But you know what? If you watch the Clone <laughs> Wars cartoon, you know that Cad Bane name, was better did, did cool than did more than Boba Fett, did Fett ever did, did anyway. Movie, no, Wait, you're not like, you know, like, like I said, if you watch the Clone Wars cartoon, you see that Cad Bane was a way better bounty hunter than Boba Fett anyway. Uh <laughs> I mean, yeah it's yes. true. Like, like you said, Mike, he looks he looks he looks badass.
0: Hold on. Can I yeah. just say something really quickly, Mike? I don't think Cad sure. Bane gets enough credit for how badass he was. I fucking awesome love it. Cad Bane.
3: Give me a uh, Cad Bane, Bane original that, series. Sorry. I watched that shit. Ooh, uh, when you're um, talking amen, about this, uh, this, this Dan and Dave making a Star Wars series or a Star Wars, or you want to see like a Star Wars show, it's kind of like a Game of Thrones, whatever. Um, I'm a big Lord of the Rings fan. I don't know if you saw that Amazon announced that their series is doing what I've been begging for them to do with Star Wars ever since it came back is step out of this comfort zone of the original trilogy. Go back a few millennia. Go across the universe and check out something else that's going on in time. We don't have to stick around the same 30-year period with people that are somehow related to the Skywalker family. Okay.
1: Absolutely. That's it for that.
3: For everything we've talked <laughs> about here, uh JJ Abrams kind of is now known for writing the ship for franchises that have gone astray. Mission Impossible was nowhere near the powerhouse that it is now before he did Part 3. Star Trek was basically extinct before he brought it back. And with The Force Awakens, yes, it was a safe movie. I understand the criticism of it, but it was all about getting away from the prequel era. So, when this movie erased all of what he did was when Finn and Rose went to, well, she went. they went to the prequels. That's what they did. They went to the prequels. That whole Canto bite scene had was a prequel aesthetic. You remove that entire movie, It going back to the Clone Wars, it kind of felt like a forgettable episode of that. And it it felt like they had nothing for these characters to do, and if that is true, they had nothing for Finn to do in this movie. Then why introduce new characters? Why do we need Rose? Why do we need Admiral Holdo, who is one of the most pointless characters I, that makes probably one of the worst leaders? I guess I would say I have ever seen, who basically causes a mutiny because she just won't talk to her commanders or her her lieutenants. It makes no sense to me. And it, if I'm going back to Holdo here for a second. Why am I supposed to care about this character? You're going to kill Admiral Akbar like it's mm-hmm. no big deal. No big deal. You don't even, like, give it a mention. But I'm supposed to feel something for this character that I don't give a shit about because she flies a ship through another ship and it looks really cool, just you know, completely, like, damning a whole ton of continuity with this series? It makes no sense. As far as fast. she was there. Why didn't they just fly a light speed of ship through the Death Star?
1: Because the Death Star is fucking huge, dude. It's way bigger than that fucking ship. You could, you'd have to light speed, fucking millions of fleets of ships through the Death Star, and still probably wouldn't do anything. The size of a small
2: moon. It's, okay, it's I agree, I disagree. Uh, the
3: the porgs and Phasma are there to sell toys. That's the only reason they're there. Uh, the porgs. You want to go back to the prequels <laughs> he again? There. Here we go. The porgs are terrible. Phasma's there to sell toys. She had no point in this movie. All these new characters had no point in this movie at all, and we're told to care about them. When you got Rose delivering one of the worst lines in Star Wars history – sorry, I don't think there's any coming back from that one. So she's into Finn. Finn's into Rey. Poe's probably into everybody. I don't really know what's going on with this. It's, <laughs> it's, it's all over the place. So if J.J. Is, has to come in to try to fix this again – Okay, uh, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt because, like, he's done it three times with three different franchises I didn't think it was possible with. So I know that, you know, you, people who, who like this movie are going to say it doesn't need to be fixed. But, you know, people that are on my side of the fence, uh, this feels kind of like a last chance for Disney Star Wars with, with people like me who are like, I don't care to see any more of this if this is really the direction that you're taking it in. And that's fine. If it wants to be for a younger generation, I can accept that. I'm 40 years old. I'm going to be labeled one of those. Old guard people who think that everything that is in the original trilogy sucks, which is ludicrous because I think that uh, Rogue One is one of the best Star Wars movies ever. Uh, I'm just going to treat this universe, like I said on the Geek Vibes Live, I'm going to treat this universe like an Earth 2, and the extended universe is going to be my uh, Earth Prime as it is. And I guess that's it for now.
0: Yeah, I mean – a lot to pick from from there.
1: a lot to unpack.
0: Um, I, I think what what I'll focus mainly on, and then I'll pass it right to you, Nick, is um your your position on J J Abrams is stellar. Uh, I I don't disagree with that at all. That's the main reason why I desperately want J J Abrams to either do a Gundam movie or a Big O movie, um, just to kind of usher in a new feel for like uh, anime live action films. Um, because he's had such a great track record. Um, so, I, yes, yes, I, I, I somewhat agree with that. And I did feel like The Force Awakens was very safely played. But I thought it was – I didn't mind it because I thought he was doing the second one. So I was just like, all right, he's going to kind of turn it up a notch in the second one. And then they were like, no, we're going different direction. And I was kind of just like, okay, <laughs> like, sure, I, I I guess that'll work out. Um, the It's just crazy because I kind of felt like, and again, we'll never know, I felt like everything he was trying to set up, Ryan just was kind of like, I want to do my own thing. And the only way to do my own thing is to completely do my own thing. But, again, it's it's a statement we can't necessarily make because we do not know what Abrams uh, wanted to do going forward. We can only speculate on what we thought he was Setting up, um, and again, I applaud Ryan Johnson for being as brave as he was for going out there and doing everything completely opposite of what the entire fan base wanted. I applaud it. I mean, brave is a cute word for stupid. No, no. Listen, I applauded it the same way I applauded Zack Snyder. Like it didn't necessarily make all the sense with BVS because mainly it should have been like a sequel to Man of Steel. But you gotta applaud the guy for being as brave as he was, making Batman like fifty, like making Lex the it that he did, like you know, bringing a Wonder Woman. Like, it was just really weird, but you gotta applaud someone for for being. i you using that great. example?
2: Juwan. No,
3: no, 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 <laughs> I don't, using, no, I don't, Joanne, I do not.
0: <laughs> hold on, Nick, I'm using that example because when you look at how well Man of Steel was, you would think someone else did
1: BVS. Like you would, you wouldn't think Zack Snyder. Man of Steel is not did, that good. Y'all always talk it up. like oh, this my is God. fucking
2: masterpiece. It's
1: not that good. Man of Steel. I mean, was, it's not bad. It's just not. I know like, what episode y'all should be talk next. About week. It like, it's a fucking masterpiece. No, it's
0: not a masterpiece. It's not Watchmen good. Like, no. I don't even think it's no. Aquaman good. I have Aquaman ahead of it. But I'd say if you had to take I'd say Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Man of Steel, right, right in there. I'd loop those three together. I'd loop those three together. not um, enough. But, like I said, I just applaud Brian Johnson for wanting to go out there and say, I'm not here to give you what you want. I'm here to make a movie uh, in my own vision. And that's exactly what he did. And it's, it's, Hey, man, uh, applause to you because I know his Twitter mentions
1: were vicious um, right around the time <laughs> sure. he came out. Did he
2: get rid of his Twitter mm-hmm. because of it? I'm no, he's sure still he on did. Twitter. He's, he's, oh, no, no that, he's was, still oh, on that, Twitter. that was oh. the chick that plays Rose. She deleted yeah, yeah, that. She got of of that's, that's who it was. was. Yeah. I
0: remember when Ryan, Ryan Johnson came out and was just like, I, I didn't
1: really care what you guys
0: <laughs> think. Like, I made yeah. a it. Was John, I that's, that's a boss
1: life. move right there. Like I don't give a fuck. Like Y'all say what you want to say. Yeah, that's dude. Like, exactly I gave my shit, that's a, You don't like it? You don't like that, it. That's <laughs> exactly. exactly what
0: he said. And listen, That's a Demarcus Cousins
1: move right there.
0: You got to applaud Cousin the guy because I tell you what. Twitter that day, like maybe that Saturday or Sunday,
1: toxic, was possibly the most
0: toxic. It was the most toxic I think awful. I've ever seen Twitter. Um, <laughs> like, ever. Um, but <laughs> now, have you been I, on there I, today,
3: I Juwan? Have you been on there today because <laughs> <laughs> Captain Marvel came out? Yeah, this is Last Jedi Part 2 with Captain Marvel. Yeah, out, it is. Man. Go look.
0: I'm going to pass it yeah, to you Yeah, Captain Marvel but, part. Yeah, this is bad. I'll say Twitter that. I mean, that was Captain Marvel. The Captain Marvel. The Captain Marvel negativity wouldn't be as bad. If the whole statement that Brie Larson made
2: yeah, wasn't she didn't say anything, delivered the
0: way it was delivered, said, yeah, yeah, she didn't help it. But it was really toxic for her. It like, was it's really bad. bad. It was bad. But um, Nick, I'm passing to you, man. Your response to um to the point that Mike brought up, excuse me, and then point if you want to bring up, early? there was like seven. No, no, no. Whatever point you decide you want to bring up, like you can completely <laughs> okay. make your turn about
1: defending everything he brought up. <laughs> Okay. Um, well, here's 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 a couple things. Uh, I I think I got my point across. And we can like we'll a, a, agree to disagree with the you know her flying through the ship. That scene is shot fucking beautifully. So no matter what you fucking think about the movie, that fucking scene is amazing. Um, I can just, agree. The, from a technical standpoint, um, but uh, I mean I didn't no, like I mean, BVS, I, but I, I a lot of the cinematography and that was perfect some of the fight scenes were cool like the choreography um yeah um but uh but yeah like it was it was the cinematography on the other hand in that movie is not very good um everything's fucking dark it, it, but that that's a whole nother fucking story um, but uh but no uh as far as um i i wanted to mention this because uh, you 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 kind of touched on this John um i do think I really really, really like the aspect of um, essentially both Disney and Ryan Johnson um like making a film that they wanted to make like we always talk about studio control and like how studios like affect movies too much and you know how oh well you know they just let you know so and so release you know, his version of the movie, maybe Fantastic Four would have been better, or maybe Batman vs. Superman would have been better, better or we, you know, released the Snyder Cut for um, Justice League. And then, they, like, Disney is actually like, alright, Ryan right here, make make the movie. He writes the script, and they're like, fuck, dude, yeah, this is pretty fucking good. Alright, go ahead, and, like, make your movie. um So, like, props to, like, that aspect of it. Whether you like the movie or not, they let a filmmaker, a guy who's made plenty of good movies, the guy made Brick, the guy made Looper, like, good track record, Um, they let a guy make a fucking movie. And, like, so I can understand if you don't like the movie, but, like, at the very least, they let the man make a movie and did not interfere and meddle the whole fucking time for, you know, to say, oh, no, no, we can't do that, we can't do this, we can't do that, we gotta take this out. Like, I like that. I like getting to how often do you get to go to a theater and sit down and watch a movie and know that it you're like getting what the filmmaker wanted you to get? How often does that happen? Like Christopher Nolan has that luxury. Um, like guys like Stanley Kubrick and Martin had Martin Scorsese has that luxury. Not a lot of filmmakers do, especially not in the realm of. Sci-fi, science fantasy, comic book movies. Do you think any of these Marvel movies have that luxury? Uh, MCU movies? Fuck no. They've got Kevin Feige like overseeing, and like, and nothing. And that is not a shot on Kevin Feige. It's just they have to fit a formula. If they don't, then just like a fucking terrific fucking director. Um, uh, fuck, what's his name? He did Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz and all that. Um, he was going to do, um. Uh, Ant Man, and it was like, no, dude, like you, you, you're, 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 you're oh, not getting it. Yes, thank you, Edgar Wright. You're not getting it. Like we, you know, we we're gonna have to go in a different direction. So they brought in Peyton Reed, and I have no no qualms. I fucking love Ant Man. I think it's a highly underrated MCU film. Um, thank you. But uh, you're welcome. Um, but now Ant Man and the Wasp, on the other hand, <laughs> no, never mind. <laughs> um, but uh, thank you. But no, like. Uh, once again, I don't I like
3: either of them. Uh,
2: I hate Ant-Man. I love ant
3: I just don't like the Ant-Man
1: character, but that's a that's a
2: that's uh, kind yeah, of like a running first joke Ant-Man's on the
1: podcast. So fucking good, but anyway, we're we're not talking about that. But like again, they allowed him to make a movie, and you don't get that fucking experience very often anymore. And I love that about this movie. I really do. And I I get it that it helps that I like the fucking movie, um, but that's like to me still like that's it's so rare in this day and age and like that's a big difference between disney uh in how they approach the MCU movies versus how they approach the star wars movies um because they just let jj abrams make the movie he wanted to make they let ryan johnson make the movie he wanted to make they're going to let jj abrams make the movie he wants to make again we don't get that very fucking often and it's kind of refreshing that we do get that uh in, in a property as big as star wars
3: are we sure that that's true, though? I mean, Kathleen Kennedy's fired more people than anyone else I know. I mean, are we sure that well, she's just letting them make the movie that they want because she's fired me, like four well, directors now? She,
1: well, she let them. She let those two people make the movie they wanted to make. Um, obviously, with the with the the side movies, you have an argument there um, because obviously they fired Lord and Miller and 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 brought in um, Ron Howard, um, and then they had to do the extensive reshoots uh, for Rogue One. Um, which, you know, I, honestly, I, I kind of, um, would like to see what Rogue One was originally because. Uh, you know, know that Darth, Darth really Vader part of my like? love,
3: that was a reshoot.
1: So I, I don't really like it. I mean, I, I well, don't dislike it. I just don't think it's, I, I think it's weird that like, cause I, I think Mark, you said you do really like that movie. Um, and Ryan, I think you had it pretty high on your list. Um, I, I don't think it's that good. I think it's all nostalgia. Like that's it. It's like fucking nostalgia well, central.
2: No, nah, the movie's well, okay at best. It's just a lot better than some of the other ones. I'll say this Compared
1: to, to
0: the your last point. Jedi, eight, Empire Knight. Strikes Back, though. I'll say this uh, to yeah, your I point. Totally I
3: disagree.
0: The idea, <laughs> um, the idea of her not necessarily letting directors do what they want. You could tell in just those two instances with Ryan and um, JJ that she JJ. did mainly because. Think about this. Again, remember how you were just saying, Mike, that it seemed like J.J. laid down all this groundwork and Ryan came in and completely threw everything for a loop? Like, if you're Kennedy, you are now telling your audience, like, whatever continuity that it seemed like Abrams was building, you're okay with the next guy coming in and completely throwing everyone for a loop by going completely different from what it seemed like J.J. was setting up. That's why, it, and the idea of, of, of Kennedy letting these guys do what they're doing in these Star Wars movies that, again, are connected to the old ones is special and somewhat different, mainly because in the Kevin Feige situation, Nick, like, Feige makes you stick to a storyline. Like, the storyline has to connect to a bigger story. So it's like you can't just come in and go, all right, well, I'm only going to tell this and very loosely sprinkle in, like, the Avengers stuff or whatever. Like, no, he has a, an exact story that he has planned out, like, for everything. So I could understand why he steers you in a certain direction. But with, yeah. with, um, with Star Wars, you can, from one movie to another, tell a completely new story. So it's like you have that somewhat freedom. But the idea of it is, it's so connected. So the idea that she let him like, it feels like a different movie from Force Awakens. So the idea that she let him make his complete, like his completely own story for it tells you that she gave him that freedom to do so. Because she very easily could have told him, you gotta stick to everything Abrams just built in Force Awakens. And we could have been looking at a different movie. You guys probably would have preferred that, but Uh, to us who enjoyed it, we were fine with him taking a left turn instead of the right turn that everyone wanted him to make. So she does, again, if you're trying to to make the point of she doesn't give everyone the freedom, sure, sure. But she did give Abrams freedom, and she did give um, uh, Ryan Johnson freedom, because I can almost guarantee you that Han Solo kill was something that had to be sold, Uh, mainly because Han didn't, I mean, not Han. Harrison Ford didn't really want. to Harrison Ford didn't doing want to the come character. back. It had to be sold. right.
1: Hey, Harrison Ford right. sold that shit when he signed the contract. <laughs>
0: right, right. So, um, so I mean, think of it like this: I'm sure Kennedy could have said, "If he doesn't want to come back, find a way to write his character off. You don't necessarily have to kill him, in case we might want to revisit him." So, a lot of what they, a lot of what J.J. Abrams did to set up Force Awakens, you had to sell someone on that. So, I mean, the idea that they didn't have to redo anything, rewrite anything, that kind of lets you know that she gave them the freedom to make the movie that he wanted. Um, but like I said, if your point is she doesn't allow everyone to do it, sure, I, I don't disagree. <laughs> but those two instances, she 100% did let those two guys do whatever they wanted um, in the sense of creating their own story. So that, that's my two cents on that. But um, let's let's move on. Did you have anything else to add, Nick, before we move on
1: to to Ryan? No, it's all good. I mean, I think I I think we're good.
0: Got everything? All right. Um, All right, Ryan. uh, Would you rather address everything that was said, or would you like to bring in a new point
2: um, of what you did not like from the last Jedi? I would like to bring in another new point. Sorry, but. It's, actually, it's not that big of a deal, but I think it's a big deal at the same time. So if anyone remembers at the end of The Force Awakens, I hate, I hate to keep going back to this movie, but it helps me so much. But if you guys remember, at the end of The Force Awakens, it was Finn and Rey versus uh, Kylo Ren. They were fighting on yeah. the planet in the snow, and Finn was using the blue lightsaber while Kylo was using the red. Yada, yada, yada. They were fighting, but Kylo slipped Finn's fucking back. With a lightsaber. Like, he put a nice big mark through his spine. Right? And it was so bad that he was in a coma through, through the end of the movie into the second movie, The Last Jedi. And th- this is, like, a huge thing I don't understand. This they, they could have used to keep him out of the second movie if they didn't feel like there was a good enough plot instead of doing that um, complete side thing with Rose, this could have been the perfect way to just sideline him for the second movie because I get it's not actually real life, yada, yada, yada but if you slit a back, a spinal cord if you split your spinal cord with anything, you are more li- most likely going to be paralyzed and you're going to be in a serious condition for a good few months even years at this point But no, right as The Last Jedi starts, he's in some containment suit and walks out of it like he's a new person. And this movie takes place literally right after the first movie. Not too much time has passed, if I remember correctly. that the second movie starts right after the first one, not too much time. Um, Right. And I'm just sitting there, I'm like, okay, I, I don't know why they did this, And I I wish they kind of just explained what happened because no one should be walking and running around and going on an adventure after they got their spine slit by a fucking beam of a laser, a a beam of heat, whatever the hell a lightsaber is, a beam of heat. No one should be walking and running around. And I thought, like I said, I thought this was a missed opportunity for them sidelining the character instead of like completely crushing how much I enjoyed him from the first one and this one. Because of this stupid side plot with the Rose love story, when he really should have been with um, Ray, yada yada yada, and it makes honestly yeah, no sense. And th- this movie is the best example of what it means to just throw a character into the movie just because he's a big name from the last movie, and part of the the triple, the the three main people in the like, fucking Star Wars universe. You got Poe, Ray, and Finn as the main three. He's one of the main three, and that's what really is. They felt like they had to add him in somehow after completely sidelining him at the end of the first one. And at the end of the first one, I was like, holy shit, they did not just do that. I thought he was going to be more of like an Oracle type of character. He was going to stay on the ships and be more of a comms type of person, yada, 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 just for a better example. But no, they just completely ruined his character in the second. I wouldn't say ruined, but they may not appreciate him as much as I did in the first one because they felt like they needed to push his character out more and give it "quote unquote" development, as they call it, uh, character development. But uh, yeah, this this is a very small nitpick, but I thought it was kind of big because it really made no sense. And I, I'm curious to see what you guys say about it.
0: Well, <clears throat> I, I I'll start before passing it to. Uh, to you, Nick, uh, and, and you, Mike, I, I kind of don't disagree with you. I kind of feel like they weren't sure what they wanted to do with Finn. Um, and, again, John Boyega was becoming a, a household name from uh, The Force Awakens and then his work after that. I kind of think, kind of like it seemed like you were alluding to, if you didn't really have that much to do with the character, it could have just, like, kept him in the coma, I mean, like, and then just say, exactly. like, exactly. we don't really talk about him because, like, he's in the coma. Um, and again, like, a, a lightsaber strike, it, it would make sense that he's out of action for a while. Um, now, if you're telling me a year passed, and then it's like, oh, he's waking up now, okay, yeah, sure. It still doesn't really excuse you not using him properly, but it would make more sense. Um, I mean, I, I will say with some might Say to defend it, uh, Ryan, is that the, the wound wasn't as deep uh, as it yeah, seemed the, like it was. Yeah, people can
2: say that all they want. They can, they can't prove it. Neither can I. At the same uh, true, the very same true location. I was just about but to say that. Like, very true. But it's just like I mean, it's a giant like beam of heat. What do you want me to say that it was like a a skin scrape or something? Because well, no, I'll pass this. I'll pass this to to you, Nick.
0: Um, I'll, I'll phrase it better. What were your thoughts on Finn's character arc in The Last Jedi, and do you agree with Ryan that that lightsaber strike strike should have kept him out a lot longer than it did?
1: Um. Well, two things. Yeah. I, as far as the 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 lightsaber strike keeping him out of commission, like again, fictional universe, they they have mechanical hands, mechanical limbs. They can infuse uh. The, if it if it actually hit his spine, they could fuse his spine. They can
2: do that. That's they, fine. They, they would have it. the
1: technology. But do you really need that explanation? Like, if they had, it two minutes. I do need that If they had taken two minutes to explain it, then like, and and add two more minutes to this movie, like then you they would have been like, whole
2: okay. a so two minutes wouldn't have done much. I'm pretty sure.
1: <laughs> well, you know that's that's your opinion. That's fine. Um, I I feel like. It, it to me again it, it it's like when people talk about like and i i always go back to this when it comes to the, you know plot holes um you know when people were shitting on civil war they're like well why wasn't vision there in 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 the you know uh the first scene of the movie like that that you know that's a plot hole and it's like they never explain why he wasn't there but it doesn't matter he wasn't there like it's, just, it's just the same thing with this it doesn't matter like they they healed him like it, it it it's not breaking any sort of code um that that I have seen um and even if you want to you know um cite like Luke and the back to tank and Empire um this is thirty years later, like advancements in medical technology and everything else like it, it, there has been plenty of ways that it can be explained so that you no. Stole my I, don't, retort. I, 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 I this is duel <laughs> thank you um but uh but yeah like if you it, 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 i will give you this though uh, aside from all of that it was the perfect opportunity to set him out um and they could have made this movie without his storyline um the biggest plot point that you would have to retcon in that case is essentially how do does the first order um essentially figure out that you know they're they're um you know, ejecting the pods down to the planet because that whole plot line led to them finding that out, um, which you could do. Like, there's plenty of, uh, plenty of ways that you could write uh, in how they figure that out, and you could have completely sidelined Finn the whole time. Like, That is the one big plot point for the overarching chase scene story um, that like, you, you, there could be plenty of ways to retcon that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, will agree with you there. Um, they certainly could have, could have done that. Um, I, I, as far as his storyline, I, I think it's a, honestly, I think it's kind of a, again, we're all of this is kind of speculatory as far as, um, us talking about anything from behind the scenes, not actually talking about the movie, but talking about why they did what. But I, I think it's, somewhat short-sighted to say, well, he didn't know what he wanted to do with Finn, so he sent him off on this, you know, adventure. Uh, Like, maybe that's what he always wanted to do with Finn, and he just didn't like it. Like, you know, I mean, that's certainly a possibility as well. Um, And, you know, in that regard, you know, I I will agree that Finn's plotline is the weakest of the three characters within the film. Um, But, like, not every movie is going to be Empire. And, you know, there there's just sometimes a, a, a particular, you know, character storyline isn't as good as the other stories. I don't think it's terrible. I don't think it's great. It's definitely the weakest part of the movie. Um, but it, it, I don't know, especially with rewatches, it doesn't really bother me. It just doesn't. I think um, as far as, you know, their mission is clear. His motives are clear. Um, he's trying to do this to, you know, essentially not only save the ship, but more importantly, save Ray. Um, and so, like, all of this, like, all of the motivation is there for them to go do what they do. Um, and, like, what ends up happening happens. And, sure, you can, you can sit here and say, well, we just wasted all of this time and, you know, nothing came from it. Dude, my favorite movie in the world is The Big Lebowski that whole movie is a fucking two hours of wasted time and nothing comes from it. It's fucking brilliant. Nonetheless, um, like I, it, it, memento is a huge fucking waste of time and nothing comes from it, but it's a fucking amazing movie. So like for, for someone to argue that the plot, that particular plot line is a waste of time. So nothing comes from it. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's a little far fetched to me. If you just don't like the plot line, I get it. If you just don't like what happens and I, I, very much garner that both of you don't. But as far as like the larger context of how it connects and that being a criticism, I, I just don't understand.
0: Well, I want to attack this very quickly on, on two points of, <clears throat> of what you were saying. I'm going to pass it to you, Mike. Um, I want to start with everyone who keeps asking, like, why wasn't vision in the beginning? They do somewhat explain it. Vision is OP as hell. So it's like you don't really take someone who's that OP out into the the battlefield. I also don't think they were doing training uh, with Vision. I don't think their purpose was to have Vision be a fighter. Um, Vision seemed like he was the last resort. Um, So that was pretty somewhat self-explanatory, mainly because if you listen to like the first five minutes of the beginning of Civil War, uh, they they explain that what they're doing, the formations, they've trained that. Like, they've done that in training. So, obviously, Vision wasn't a part of any of this training. So, this was the team they decided to go with.
1: Um, so, that isn't... Right, but they don't specifically explain that in the movie. You've, like... They, you, because you know that MCU so dogs. well, you decipher all of that. And, and and that's that's my point. That's exactly what I'm saying. Like, you can decipher things that aren't very much, like, just spelled out to you within a movie. Not everything has to be, like, written in black and white and, and spelled out. That's, and that's my point. That's why I brought that up.
0: Right, which, which is fair. I was just trying to say to anyone who was still wondering about that, that to me just seemed, like, obvious. But I, I get what you're saying. Um, as far as Finn, I, I think my biggest issue with Finn, and, again, you could probably say this about a lot of characters in a lot of movies, but I kind of felt like if you pluck Finn out of that movie, it would still be the same movie. Like, I felt like his art didn't drastically swing it left or right. Because um, obviously who that movie was supposed to be about were the characters that swung that movie left or right. I think that is why I felt like he was somewhat wasted. Not completely, but just somewhat wasted. Um, because I felt like there was nothing really... Like, if you had given him something huge that, like, all right, if Finn didn't, like, wasn't in this exact specific moment, like, this wouldn't have happened, so, like, the movie wouldn't have been, you know, you wouldn't have achieved this or that. Kind of felt like he didn't really have that much. Like, you could have plucked him out, and the movie is still still the same movie.
1: Um, I think as far as storyline, I agree with you. As far as the theme of the movie, his storyline kind of hits home a lot of what the theme of this movie is, which I addressed earlier. So... They could have worked that theme in another way. Like I'm not again. I'm not saying that it's not possible that they could have worked it out. Um, and yes, as far as like the storyline aspect of it, yes, you could pluck him out and still have almost like ninety percent of what we see still happen um, with only minor changes to to connect A to B where you need to. Um, but as far as the theme, I think I, I think that's where his arc hits home kind of the most. Um, now, again, I'll, I'll agree, going back to the whole Rose and Finn thing, especially at the end of the movie and, and the ham-fisted line and the kiss and all that, um, the, 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 the delivery of it wasn't um, what I would have hoped for. Um, but, the, you know, as far as, like, the, the, the theme and, and, and what they were attempting to get across uh, Like, I I am totally fine with
0: I, I will say one thing I really want, like, I, I know it's really huge in, in sports, specifically like basketball or whatever, but I would love a 30-30 with Abrams and Ryan Johnson. So, like, Abrams you mm. go, everything you guys keep thinking I was setting up, I wasn't. Like, Ryan, yes. you know, made his own thing. Like He's the mystery I, I box
1: guy, man. Right. I want that maybe. He just sets things up. He doesn't necessarily know where they're going to go.
0: Right. Because I think the biggest issue I had with the kiss between Rose and Finn is that it kind of felt like the end of Force Awakens, they were setting up a love angle between Ray and Finn. So, like, at the end where it's like Finn is all cozy with Rose and it looks like Poe is somewhat cozy with Ray, it it completely confused (laughs) me. I'm like, who's in love with who here? Like, what's going on? Everyone's giving each other a weird look. I think that's what confused me the most about, like, the relationship between those two. I get that they got close. That's fine. But Finn's whole, like, his whole motivation through the start of that movie was to find Rey. And then it just became, like, to save Rose and then to save the galaxy. And then it became, well, Rey's good. She's fine. She's got it. Like, I love Rose now. It's just super weird.
1: Um, so, but yeah, we do need, I don't think hashtag. that I love Rose thing was ever established though. Like I think she is into him. I don't know if it's, it's necessarily a requited situation, which well, in and is. of itself will be interesting of an unrequited situation. Like, I mean, that's, um, cause you know, we, we saw the reluctant situation with Leia. Um, but I mean, have we, have we seen that yet it's in the, at least in the movies? I don't think so. Not
0: necessarily, but again, it felt like Finn and and Ray had something, or were trying to. They were trying to build something with those two characters, and then in this, I agree with you. You don't necessarily see Finn like over the hills for for Rose, but you also don't see him kind of like spawning over Ray once he sees her. Um, and you know that moment to where it's kind of like it's so freaking good to see you. Like, I've missed you. Like, you didn't really get that. You kind of got a warmer moment between Rose and Finn, albeit Rose just saved Finn's life, so that could be why. But it'll be interesting to see how Abrams plays all of this out because, again, sure. we need a 30-for-30 30 30 for, for Ryan Johnson and J.J. J. Abrams. Like, we got to pitch this, Nick. It's like, ESPN is owned by Disney, we got to pitch this so
1: we can get a 30-for-30. <laughs>
0: yeah. um, it, it would be great. <laughs>
1: That it, it, it would be spend awesome. your
0: brand thirty for thirty. Come on, bro. Exactly. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Stop being so close minded. Anyway, Mike, um, your thoughts on on Ryan's point uh around Finn, uh the whole use uh the use for Finn. Uh did you want to go over that or did you want to bring up another point um of what you did not like about the last Jedi?
3: I can touch on Finn for a second here. Uh, you said uh, take Finn out of this movie, nothing changes. I, I disagree. You take Finn out of this movie, it's already instantly a better movie because it means we don't get that whole like middle act that made no sense. Uh, <laughs> as far <laughs> as the recovery, that didn't really bother me. Uh, the the Bubble Boy thing, again, trying to be playful for laughs, didn't really do much for me. Uh, but I mean, again, you, you I'm, I'm I'm sponging off of what someone else here said because you know I have my, my microphone muted. But uh, Luke basically had hypothermia and got fucked up by a wampa, and he spends two minutes in a to tank, and he's just golden or strong enough pill to pill pull the ears off of Gundark. So uh, that 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 healing in this and, and in Star Trek is, has never bothered me. I'm just supposed to assume that technology's so far advanced what we have that, I mean, Luke gets his hand cut off and, you know, five minutes later, he's got a real-looking hand again. So uh, that never really bothered me. But, no, Finn, we, we I've talked enough about Finn, Rose, whatever. I, I want to talk about, and this kind of leads into uh, what we should segue a little bit into where this leads episode nine talk is, why I'm not really that hyped about it isn't necessarily just this movie. It's the setup of the heroes versus the villains here. Ray is so OP in this story. And, Hux, I mean, the enemies in this aren't threatening. Hux is a buffoon who gets, like, just thrown all over the room. Like, I mean, he's not threatening at all. And then you got Kylo who throws a tantrum, like my three-year-old, every time something that goes his goes, goes way. And he's going to go being over against uh, someone who's like seriously just like overpowered and actually like puts Luke Skywalker on his ass once? How is that that's like that's that makes no sense. How is that how am I supposed to be excited for this fight? I mean that that makes no sense. How am I supposed to be excited for this? I don't see what the threat is going forward. Ray's gonna just brush that off. I mean, what was he gonna force text her again like he was this whole movie and get in her head that way and make him fall in love with her maybe? He's gonna catfish her?
2: I don't understand where <laughs> they think
3: they're going with this. No one can be excited about this fight. It's like Mike Tyson versus Pee Wee Herman here. It's not exciting to me.
0: Well, I, I will hmm. say this. if you're Abrams, if you're Abrams, you have a trump card uh, in the sense of people since the mention in Force Awakens have been dying to see the Knights of Ren. You could easily yeah. have Kylo. You could have Kylo saying, "I don't trust anybody now that Snoke's gone. Like, I don't trust any of you." I'm going to deal with my own people, and that's it. Like, you'll still follow my orders, but don't try to be social. Like, it's me and the Knights of Ren, and then you're just doing whatever bidding I choose for you to do.
3: The reason okay, why okay. I Okay, okay. Praetorian guards is, are supposed to be badasses, and Rafe just brushes off Praetorian guards like they are nothing. So I'm supposed to be scared of these mythical Knights of Ren that may or may not happen?
0: Well, let me say this. I don't disagree with you. How I feel about Ray is the same way I feel about Captain America. For some strange reason, they made them super OP. Like Captain America holding like the helicopter, like and then holding Thanos head. A lot of him was just like, "All right, you guys know he's not Superman, right? Like he's he has he has strength, but like, come on." Um, like I felt like we were moving away from him, like spinning around Earth and reversing time. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> but Ray, I will agree in the sense of seemed a lot more trained than it seemed like she actually should have been. Um, in the sense of it, she was kind of taking them out with somewhat of ease, and it was kind of like, hold on a second, you don't really have that much training, if if any, so you should kind of be struggling a lot more than you are, and then what I also didn't, uh, didn't necessarily like, Mike, about that, uh, the idea of that fight was, it looked like Kylo was struggling, and it was just like, hold on, wait, no, your experience, she's not, you should be doing a lot better than she is, um, but the reason why I are we talking about the
1: the fight against the Praetorian Guard, or or the fight against the two of them, and
3: and um, the Praetorians awaken against
1: the Guard? Against no, Juwan, are you? What are you talking about? The Guard, I, I mean, I felt guard. like they were. I mean, they were both struggling at various points in that fight.
0: No, but what I'm saying is, I felt like Kylo shouldn't have been struggling as much as she was. Like you are the
1: more. I think advanced. I think it was about equal. Uh, okay, I see what you're saying. Like he should yeah. be more. But I feel like they kind of set that up in in the Force Awakens. Like I feel like her OPness was set up in the Force Awakens. I don't feel like you can use that as a critique against her character in this movie. You use it as it a critique of her character in the overall trilogy, but not this specific movie.
0: No, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. Like that's why I was comparing her to Captain America. Both characters seem way more op than they should be. Mainly because Fair you haven't really. Seen her have any training so it was just like all right th- the level of power that you have like should be reeled back a little bit so so you do some sort of training to unlock all of this power
3: sure um because i feel Can like I you don't leave that, that much
0: room oh yeah yeah go ahead i'm sorry go ahead
3: i just want to reiterate that i am not one of those oh where's her training thing because i mean look luke got handed a lightsaber and, and 12 minutes later he's blowing up the death star using the force so I, i'm not going to rail on that too bad it's just the fact that she doesn't seem to struggle with anything. Why am I supposed to believe that this is going to be an evenly matched fight at the end? I'm
1: I'm glad you bring that up. I got a point, Joran, Can I take this here? Absolutely, Nick. Go ahead.
0: I, I'll, I'll respond after okay. you're done. Go ahead.
1: Um, and, and this is not necessarily. This doesn't necessarily tie into to what you're talking about. But um, uh, one of the kind of long reaching uh things that that bother people about the character of Ray. Is that everything seems to come easy to her, she doesn't struggle um she doesn't you know have these moments of doubt or or, or not even moments of doubt, but like she doesn't have these defeats like she she wins at the end of the first one, she wins at the end of the second one like where is her um quote unquote like moment of 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 defeat you know Luke got beat by Vader at the end of empire um you know uh it, Obi Wan and Anakin got their ass kicked by Count Dooku. Um, like that, that's been the common trope. Like we need to have our hero be at their lowest moment at the end um, of the second chapter um, because, like, that's what a second chapter is. Um, and I get that. Like, I if, if you're playing the formula, then yes, you, you're absolutely right. That that is this. Um, but she does have like immense amount of struggle throughout these movies. Um, in in like. Well, we'll focus. I mean, I think we can all, you know, just think back to what she had to deal with in the first movie, um, and and you know fill in the blanks there. But it, it, as it pertains to this movie specifically, um, like, and that is hugely it is hugely important of her struggle uh, with Luke and 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 trying to convince Luke um, to train her, um, and obviously he wants no part of it. Very similarly to Yoda wanting no part of it um, in in, in uh, Empire, um, which I think is another thing that doesn't get mentioned enough. It's like everybody shits on Luke. It's like, why, why did he just give up and he's just like chilling on this island? It's like, fuck, Yoda did the same fucking thing. No one bitched about that. Um, and I get it. Like Yoda was introduced in that light and Luke, you know, had been built up for so much. So it's, it's two different things. but in the end it's kind of the same thing Um, but like her struggle there, her struggle with who she is um, and and who she is supposed to be and all of the mental struggle that she goes through in this movie I think is is highly highly um, like uh, not looked at enough Uh, I should have used a much better word to say that um, but one wasn't popping in my head Uh, but (laughs) <laughs> I think that's I think that's very important um I think that's uh very important to her character who she is the growth of her character um and and, and so i, I did want to kind of list that as a positive um, but as far as like your your um your, your complaint about where do we go from here and and what's um you know like why should you care um essentially about like where everything is going um i I would posit this um one i don't think we i think at this point the way everything's been set up it would be foolish of us to think that the big showdown at the end is going to be ray versus kylo um like what if and i'm just going to throw this out there like what if by some kind of unfortunate events like, what if Ray brings Kylo back to the light side and then Ray dies? And then it's Kylo who has to fucking fight off all of the First Order because he's, that you know, suffered a coup at the hands of General Hux. There's plenty of ways that I can set this up to where it will be interesting. Like, I, I get the fact that, you know, J.J. J. Abrams is so good at setting up questions, um, like, obvious questions. Um some of which were answered, uh, some of which were negated, some of which were ignored. Um, like, you know, uh, how did Maz Kanata get the lightsaber? Never fucking brought up again. We'll probably never know, uh, at least not in the movies. Um, but like, you know, I, 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 he's very good at doing that. That's what he does. He, sits, he, he, he has a whole fucking TED Talk about it. I think it's a TED Talk about the mystery box and like, how you set that up and everything else. Um, But, like, you know, there's still so fucking much for, uh, like, so many places for this story to go and where these characters are. And the fact that this one's going to take place three to five years later, I can't remember exactly what it was. There's so much that can happen in between now and then. There's so much that can happen, um, you know, that they just set up in the crawl and you know it just gets you super excited um so like there, there's so much that Kylo could possibly learn um it, it's it's I, I think not being excited for for where it's going because uh Ray has proven to be um somewhat of a, a of um a more uh, more naturally in tune with the Force than Kylo um, is it, it, I, – I don't want to say short-sighted, but for lack of a better word, I will use that term, somewhat short-sighted. Well, I I, I, mean, fact, I want to kick it – I want to – wait, but let, hold on, join Just one second. I want to kick it back to Mike because that's a lot for me to, like, throw at him and, um, like – so can we kick it back to Mike for a second and then kick it back to you? Yeah, go ahead, Mike.
3: What are you asking me?
1: Mm, just your general response on kind of where I was, you know, going with that. I mean, if you, if you want I to. Mean, right? yeah, I mean, yeah, all Because, I mean, I was basically can't. critiquing what you were saying, and I just, like, as far as what I had to say, you know?
3: I mean, yes, you bring up very good points. They're going to have to write something different, because as it stands with the way that that movie, the way that Last Jedi ended, yes, it's not a very exciting fight. So, yes, if... Three to five years are going to pass, then obviously something can be set up. I mean, we end uh, Empire Strikes Back where we are, and then we also we're fighting Job of the Hutt out of nowhere. I mean, so I mean, it, it's completely different. I'm fine with that. I'm not saying it can't be. I'm just saying, as things stand right now, that's why I'm not excited to see this face off in nine. That's all. Okay. I well, am concerned about Abrams being a better starter than a finisher, so. I'll, yeah. I'll say, I'll say <laughs> yeah, I am too.
0: I'll say the best thing I could try, I could try, again, this is me trying, Mike, to compare it to is I kind of felt like um, after seeing Obi-Wan versus Maul so many times, there's not much else you could show me, even remotely, excite me to see these two face each other again. Clone Wars made it work every time. Then you get to Rebels, the end. It made it work. Oh, God, that was
1: the worst.
0: (laughs) I I yeah, thought it was
1: no. done,
0: I thought it was done well enough for trying to this tell you the they weren't looking for anything
1: reunion else. ever. <laughs> yeah,
2: no, I disagree,
0: but I think it was their way of saying I don't want to have to bring up Darth Maul ever again in these cartoons. This is how we Man, we're going to let it rest here. but
1: seriously, they should have sold Darth Maul for a fucking Obi-Wan movie. Like that's what they needed to do there. Right. I agree.
0: <laughs> and they still can. They still can. They still can.
1: Um, but what, just Isn't ignore Rebels? Huh? I mean, just ignore Rebels? Cause, I mean, Why not? Everyone else rebels. No, 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 no. I'm saying, <laughs> I'm months. saying, if you do an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie, <laughs> yeah, I know like
3: 12 people um, that watched it. You could still, you could still
0: <laughs> place <laughs> in You could still place in Darth Maul um, w- without it being that much of an issue. But the, the biggest thing I was trying to compare to was they found a way story-wise each time they met for it to hit, for it to make you invested, for it to make you care, and then for it to look visually really cool. Um, I think you could do the same. Excuse me with this next Star Wars movie. Again, time passing is a great way to address whatever happened in the Last Jedi, and for JJ sure. to kind of, kind of do his his own thing from what Ryan Johnson did. Um, and also, it, it, it's just so weird because it's like I don't want. The idea of Ray training in these three to five years and getting stronger is scary because we've already addressed she's OP. So it's like how sh- much stronger is she going to be? Because um, then you'd have to make Kylo just as strong um, because you don't want anyone to have a clear advantage um, heading into what we assume might be a final fight between the two of them. I I think the best way to go is to not have the final fight be between Rey and Kylo. Uh, Maybe have it be another huge threat comes uh, next route of of a coup or the route of there being someone else out there with force-like ability um, that's looking to wipe out both Kylo and Rey and and take the throne for themselves. It's just the best way to go only because I don't see, See how power level wise you're going to sell it to where I'm like yeah this this really makes sense Ray and Kylo finally this is how it ends but I don't I don't really care that to
2: sure
1: that. but
0: um it's it's just ahead. a
1: quick a quick aside to that I mean after Luke got his ass handed to him by Vader and Empire um like I feel like you know th- th- there could be an argument made like well hey like how is he ever going to fucking be able to beat Vader? Um, and and like you know, enough years pass, he gets enough training. Um, now, granted, like she doesn't have a lot of training, um, and and Kylo obviously has an extensive amount more. But there could be something that they introduce to where he just further taps into the Force. Um, I mean, it's, it's it's simple aside of dialogue or whatever, um, you know, to to explain why um he his power has um you know just increased exponentially so like um or like i mean like you said you use the Knights of ren there's ways you can make it work um i i mean i just i i i think um you know there the essentially like with the time passing and everything else they can set it up if that's the route they want to go though i do agree with you not the route that i would go because you already took the left turn and to me it's like um you know you set everything up you took the left turn and now if you take the right turn and you go back to where you were it it doesn't it doesn't necessarily um that wouldn't be the direction that i would take it um i won't I'll, i'll probably still love it um just because i feel like these movies are well made um and and i i enjoy them uh, on a very fundamental film level. Uh, but, you know, um, I wouldn't be where I necessarily would go with it.
0: Well, to me, the biggest head-scratcher is, like, you ended Force Awakens with Ray winning. Uh, You end Last Jedi with Ray winning. So it's like there, there's no le- – like, you can't – unless you have her fall in the first half, and then, like, she has this big comeback – I I wouldn't even be okay with that. I I think Last Jedi should have been the moment where she gets injured or something and, like, Poe and Finn, you know, are able to get her out and escape Kylo um, for her to have that huge comeback moment um, in the final film. But since
1: you didn't do that... It would have set it up differently, sure.
0: Right. So now it's kind of like the person who's supposed to be having the big comeback redemption seems to be Kylo. Like, he seems to continuously lose that it's like well at some point he has to kind of win something, but it's weird because he's not the good guy. So like the way that because it seems like Abrams was taking it to where it's like all right she escaped, you know, um, but she caught Kylo off guard. He wasn't expecting it. I I would assume the idea would have been in his brain if he were doing the second one for Ray to have taken the fall in the second one set up her big sure. comeback because with Ray having a
1: continuous good. Well, I mean, she didn't necessarily take the fall, but the the resistance did. Like, they were fucking annihilated. So they're, like, down to just who can fit on the Millennium Falcon. Like, they're next to nothing. They got the little kid at the end with, like, you know, that being, like, the, the hope of the future and all of that. Um, and I'll be interested to see, like, if that's even used. I doubt it. I think that was just kind of um, – one of Ryan Johnson's little things. I don't, I don't think that has really anything to do with the story uh, uh, going forward. Um, Cause I, I, mean, I doubt they, I seriously doubt they, <laughs> that JJ J. Abrams goes back to cancer bite. <laughs> um, I, I think uh, the, the, um, the fan reaction to the, the, everything that happened there would, would lead me to believe that he won't even, you know, do that. Um, but like, nevertheless, like the, the, I, I think, I, I guess maybe to me too much is focused on Ray again. Ray having won in the end of both of them, kind of, um, but not her struggles throughout both movies, um, and and not the fact of who really won at the end of uh, the Last Jedi. Because if you really look at it, um, despite the fact that they got away, I mean, most of their fucking Dwindling fleet was destroyed, Um, and even you know. Furthermore, they were mostly destroyed in the in the previous movie um, by Star Killer Base. So, um, like I, I I, I think they're definitely at a low point.
0: I don't disagree with you. I'm speaking more in in the sense of Jedi versus Sith, not the entirety of the war. Just Jedi versus Sith. Usually, you see. First movie, the good guy establishes. Second movie, the bad guy kind of knocks the good guy down. Third movie, good guy right. comes back, has a big sure. hero moment. You can't really do that now, so that's why I'm saying I would like for them to bring in another force that could that could pit Kylo and Ray against that third person, that then would clear up the idea of needing like the Ray versus Kylo because you could have it to, to where it's a moment of Kylo, you know, dying for Ray. That's his moment, his redemption moment, if you even want to go that route. He dies, and then you have Ray have this huge moment against whoever this new foe is and then have her take down that new foe. It just would make more sense. 'Cause I I I'm kinda leaning with it, Mike I now. I don't you. want I don't want to see Kylo versus Ray again. I I I honestly don't, now nah, that I'm really thinking about it. But I wanna to go to, to Mike really quick. He wanted to make uh one one last quick point. Uh go ahead, Mike.
3: Uh, it's just kind of a closing statement, I guess, and I want to address the whole – the bantha in the room, if you will, about this whole toxic <laughs> thing. And this this is what's made it, like, just, like, stop being fun to be a Star Wars fan. Real quick, let me tell you how I am. I'm not the type who trashes things that other people like. If you like Batman v Superman, that's awesome. If you like The Last Jedi, man, that's great. I am happy for you. I wish I could see it through your eyes. Uh, if you ask me how I feel about a movie I didn't care for, I will tell you, and I'll give you the reasons why unfortunately, in the age of social media, most aren't like that. And the whole toxic tag seems to get attached to folks who did not like this movie. But in my experience, I received way more toxicity from people who did like the movie. I got called racist. I got told I was scared of strong women. I got told that I was just a sniveling little man baby because the movie didn't go exactly how I thought it would. I mean, look, I wasn't happy with the prequels, and they rarely went the way that I wanted to or the way that I thought they would. But I was still there. I was still a fan. It's the negativity from both sides of this opinion that have kind of took the fun out of the fandom. And it actually led to an agreement between Danny and I and our podcast to take a break from talking about Star Wars because it just wasn't fun anymore. I guess my whole point is I don't get why only people who didn't care for the movie, regardless of their reasons, get called toxic. And the people who loved it are considered like some sort of defenders of the just or something like that. That's why I'm not really excited for the future of Disney Star Wars because I feel like they put a label on people just because they didn't like this movie. And mostly the people that have been fans for 30, 40 years seem to be the ones that are getting the brunt of that label. And I don't know, as one of those fans who can be completely objective about this stuff, I honestly didn't appreciate it. I mean, I'm not buying toys, I'm not buying comics, I'm not buying any of that stuff anymore because of the way that Lucasfilm has treated people who did not like this movie.
1: Well, did, did Lucasfilm treat you that way, or did
3: just, just social media treat you that way, though? Uh, no, see, social media, I, I don't care. Twitter is just full of 12-year-olds, and I understand that. I understand yeah. that I'm an old man playing in a young man's playground there. Uh, that's not what it is, but it just it, you talked about how Ryan Johnson was like, you didn't like it, I don't give a fuck. No, he's been really insulting to people who didn't like it, and he's called everybody who didn't like the movie a troll. That is unacceptable. If you didn't like the movie, it doesn't make you a troll. That's ridiculous. If you say, I didn't like the movie because it had a girl in the lead, yeah, that makes you a troll. Just saying you didn't like the movie because you thought it was a bad movie doesn't make you toxic or a troll. I think that's just a tag that gets thrown around really, really loosely.
1: Well, I think you get think- roped in with the people who are the trolls. So I think that's why you're you're upset because
3: – But are they not you know, on both essentially- sides?
1: Uh, sure, they're always on both sides. Like, d- d- believe me. Yes, I, I, and I agree with you. Uh, like, ultimately, I, I do agree with you. Just because you didn't like the movie, um, it, it you know, to me, it, it boils down. And again, not to, not to get too political, even though Dane's not on this show, so I shouldn't be too worried about it. Um, but like, <laughs> it's like, it's, it's the notion of like, well, if you voted for this person, then you're obviously this. Like, again, yeah, none of that. I don't believe in any of that shit um you know i i i think you can you you can have a political like plenty of i know plenty of smart people on both opposite political ends of the spectrum so i don't i don't buy in any of that jargon um but like you know to bring it back to star wars um you know i i think it ultimately uh you, you end up getting roped in with the people you may maybe don't want to get roped in with um, but you know, I mean, that's that's just that social media, man, fucking happens. I've been I've been roped into it plenty of times. I mean, I got crucified for saying uh, a, at one point, um, you know, essentially about you know Superman being made black. I was like, I have, would have no problem with it, but I think you would have to there would have to be a lot of different things that you address along with it um, to make it make sense. Um, you know, like. Uh, essentially him growing up in small town Kansas with, you know, two white parents, or are you going to make one of them black? Or are you going to make both of them black? And then you're changing, you know, the background of, of both those characters. Um, so like how much do you change to make it work? Um, do you address the fact that like, you know, he, he, he's um, now, now probably fits in more, like identifies more as an African American that, you know, like th- th- there's a lot that goes into that. And while I'm not against any of it, I just think, there's a lot that you would have to change about the character, and I'm not against any of that. I just think if you were just going to make him black, but just, like, ignore all of that and just continue with the exact same Superman storyline, I'm just like, well, then why are you making him black? Like, like if you're going to make him black, like, make it mean something. Um, so, like, I've, I've been crucified for that. Like, believe me. So I'm, like, right there with you. Um, I You know, I just – I think that um, – I, 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 I personally, I just don't concern myself with with, uh, you know, anybody throwing around uh anything for especially generalizations. Like if anyone's going to say, like, if you think this like generally, then you are this way. And it's like, well, no, I'm comfortable enough to know I'm not that way. And I think that so you're wrong. <laughs> you know, it, just, it doesn't bother me, I guess. Well, the, the the biggest
0: thing I have to say about <clears throat> about what you said, Mike. and By the way, I follow Ryan Johnson um, around the time this movie came out. I did have my notifications for him on. He was pretty toxic, um, in in the sense of defending it. But of course, it's what he's going to do. But the extent that he went to was just kind of like, I uh, all right, man. Like, oh, okay, you're not making it easy was for that, yourself when you want to Was it Katie back level? It was worse, Nick. It was worse. Oh, damn. It was really damn. bad. Um, okay. And that's why I said, if you're Star War, I mean, if if you're Disney, what you don't want is for his trilogy to be the next trilogy that they venture into. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of bad blood between uh, yeah. social media and Ryan Johnson.
1: No, I think um, they should just can his trilogy, honestly. It, like, I know there's been rumors about that. They probably should.
0: Or just stick it in the Disney Plus. I mean, where, like, general yeah. folks won't really care to, to see it. Um, yeah. But I will say, Mike, uh, in in reference to what you're speaking of, I hear it a lot. Uh, I just saw someone who, and I want to exactly quote this. I won't say who said it, but I'll quote what they said. Um, uh, he was responding to somebody. Nope, it's just the worst. Uh, this is in reference to Captain Marvel. Nope, it's just the worst Marvel movie of all time. Like The Last Jedi was the worst Star Wars movie of all time. These numbers prove it And we're not in any way gamed by online mobs. I don't understand why anyone would actually believe this line of thinking. He was responding to somebody, but the reason I brought this up is because I completely disagree with the idea of Captain Marvel being anywhere near the level of Thor: Dark World. So it's like, but I respect <laughs> that. Sure, like if
1: if, if or you Incredible think Hulk that, or,
0: right? Or any
1: Iron other. Man
0: Two to or me, any of those, yeah. to me, what Iron I Man Three. Right, and this is in closing. I like got like Man 30 seconds. we got like 30 seconds here. But the okay. point I'm trying to make is what people have to understand is because someone differs from your opinion, just never changes your opinion. So allow people to have their own opinions. Cool. You didn't like Captain Marvel? I don't see how you think Thor of the Dark World was better, but sure, okay. It doesn't change my love for Captain Marvel. I think uh, social media has made being a geek very uncomfortable because the level of toxicity that they just throw into uh, or the level of venom that they throw into just being a fan. And it comes from a lot of people don't really know that much about the source material. It's like throwing hate out there. But, again, social media is horrible. But, nonetheless, I want to thank you, Mike, and I want to thank you, Nick, and I want to thank um, Ryan for joining us for another episode of Geeks Against the Grain for Star Wars The Last Jedi. We will see you guys next week, same time, same place. And make sure you guys stay tuned for Geek Vibes Live this Sunday night. Uh, We will see you guys next week. Peace.
2: Peace.